You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcasting by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and the heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. If you want to learn more about our church, Grace Bible Church, or about our podcast, The Gospel Center Rest, you can check us out online at gracegalt.com. Now we have, uh, maybe I should say, Byron and David are here. Hi guys. With Tyler. Howdy. It's not, it's not, it's not just me. It's not just me. Um, we've, uh, the last, how many, how many Sundays has, have we been in Hebrews? Oh, so many. Over four. Oh. Definitely over four. <laughs> <laughs> We're in chapter like thir- 12 or 13, 12 or 13. I now. can look it up. Yeah. People. I mean, I mean, we've, we've journeyed through to chapter 13, so definitely over four. Yeah. But what's been beautiful about this study, David, is the amount of theology that we've been able to discuss and talk about and to just discuss the practical aspects of theology mm-hmm. and the impact of such deep theology in our practical lives and our practical understanding of, of who God is and how that impacts our, our everyday living. So we thought that today's episode, we would kind of just focus on practical theology Yes. And how theology matters, why yeah. theology matters, and kind of f- talk through some of those things that we've experienced in Hebrews. So, where would you all like to begin? Yeah, okay. it's almost... Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Byron's got 17. something. He's Verse 17. 17. Because David's not going to be here no. next week, so oh, we yeah. have to do sort of like a foreshadowing here. And he said, Verse 17 oh. was yeah. talking more in terms of the living leaders, their present yeah. leaders, and how that verse can be so abused. V- verse 17 of, so, what of Hebrews 13. The, Hebrews 13. So they obey your leaders and submit to right. them. What, right. What's the balance there? Yeah. How do we, because very seldom do we say, obey us. You know, oh. uh, that's not, this, it's just not something that's nor. And yet you're seeing that in some places where yeah. somebody really takes this, authoritarian role and says, you are to just follow what I tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is a good question. Uh, I, okay. Just to go back. uh, Yeah. January 12th was (laughs) Hebrews one through four, Hebrews one, one through four. There we go. Was that over six months around six months? Well, it it feels Uh, like it's not to ignore Byron's question. (laughs) Um, Distraction. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, those words to our culture are so offensive, and we, and it's safe to say to our culture, but they're offensive to our hearts. We're not people who naturally obey, especially God, and I don't think we're people who naturally submit. And so I think just even human heart culture, especially our culture where authority is mistrusted, uh, distrusted. There's a distrust in, mistrust. in authority. Mistrust. Distrust. Byron? I'd say both. Both. Um, and uh, just just so we know, everyone, uh, their Byron's a walking like dictionary encyclopedia. So if you're ever wondering, we always look to him in these conversations for uh, his approval. Anyways, yeah. go on with the mistrust. So, well, and and to, and more reports coming out, and we'll talk a bit. I don't want to focus on this Sunday morning, but um, 
more people hurt by the church. Yeah. The spiritual abuse. Yeah. Uh, the um, the lack of warmth. Yeah. Uh, and so so I, I I think in some ways it's it's a day of a, a season of reckoning. Yeah. yeah. For the church and and so it should be and the church should be um, if churches have covered up. Uh, you know, spiritual abuse or, or if churches have covered up, you know, abuse in families or told mm-hmm. the abused to go back to the abuser. Um, I think we need to take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. I think we need to listen well to those who are hurting. And I think, um, uh, on the other hand, the very thing that we reject is the very thing that we want. We want leaders that we can obey. Yeah. Uh, we want leaders that we can submit to, um, even on a government level or, you know, in, a, in an employment. The very thing that we struggle with is the very thing that we long for. So people still long for leaders that they can trust to, mm-hmm. um, to obey and submit and, yeah. and know that it's, it's good for them. Uh, so I think uh, as we've been, and just the quick answer, and we'll hopefully flesh this out more on Sunday, is... The way that the passage is written, um, mm-hmm. it, it is written to give every assurance that it is a good and safe place to obey leaders and submit to them. It's mm-hmm. not to obey every leader, and it's not to submit to every leader, especially when leaders are living outside of, of God's word. Um, and like in Ezekiel 34, are living for themselves, uh, spiritually abusive, using their power, you know, self-deceived leading to the deception of how they treat people thinking it's for their good. And it's not for the people's joy. It's for their joy. It's for their good. So uh, the, the, so the context, so when we talk Sunday morning uh, verses seven um, and eight, actually verses seven through 16 set a context Mm -hmm. of leaders who speak God's word, um, who live out God's word, uh, who are focused on Jesus and then who understand how to handle God's word properly. So they're not abusing people by saying you need to follow food regulations, but they understand the flow of scripture to say that the old covenant is no longer, um, we no longer live under the old covenant the same way that we live mm. under the new covenant. And the new covenant is do good and yeah. share. And, and, and if that's, gar- if that's a, you know, a basic understanding of scripture within those guidelines were set up to now hear the words obey your leaders and submit to them so verse verse seven of remember your leaders doesn't go right away to obey your leaders mm-hmm. he has to do you know like almost 10 verses of of work to say okay it's good to obey your leaders it's good to submit to them and then uh, um, we'll talk about how the word obey and submit are actually an incredible combination. And obey is not just um, do what I say, but there's a persuasiveness. Uh, there's a drawing people in. It's almost like making a friendship mm-hmm. so that they come to a place of desiring to obey, and then that's followed by submission. So it's not this, do this. And and you get a sense of that when... Um, you know, uh, even in verse 22, it's second or in the last paragraph of the entire, he says, brothers and sisters, I urge you to receive this message of exhortation. It's not, you must receive this. And if you don't, 
Um, so th- that's not how he's leading them. That's not obedience. Mm-hmm. But there's this persuasiveness in relationship that bring people to a trust of being able to obey. So that's why he says, I urge you. Like, this is, you, you know me. It's good yeah. for you. I'm urging you. This is what's best for you. The exhortation, which, you know, is basically this sermon that, that Hebrews has become. And then, and then you have um, the, the call of the leader in verse 17. They keep watch over your souls, give an account, um, do this with joy, not with grief, uh, so it won't be unprofitable for you. So what's a leader? They watch over. They know that they're going to give an account before God. You know, all three of us tremble at that one. Mm-hmm. And then is it profitable for them? Yeah. And we don't, we don't want to do anything that's unprofitable. Mm-hmm. We, want to, we want to be profitable. And, and so that's the heart of the leader. Now, Ezekiel 34 talks about shepherds who were profiting themselves. But a godly leader is someone who says, is this? And, and then sometimes, you know, when our parents, if we have good parents, it, they know what's profitable, we don't. And so some things may be hard to understand sometimes as to why leaders do certain things. And then finally, you have um, verse, I love verse 18. Boy, here's a, I guess this is the message for Sunday morning, but pray for us for we are convinced that we have a clear conscience wanting to conduct ourselves honorably in everything. Yeah. And the idea, I think the idea there is they seem to be under attack a bit in the sense where we're, we're trying to handle this with a clear conscience and we think we're honorable. But I think it shows a bit of the, the reality of leadership that not everything's easy. Like not every decision is easy. You're going to, you're, you're doing your best. Yeah. And, and it's almost like, you know, this admission that we don't do everything right. Like you think COVID, not to bring it up because, but <laughs> I just did. Yeah. Um, did we do everything right? I don't think so. Mm. But did we seek to do it honorably? Mm. Yeah. Did we seek to do it with a clear conscience? Um, was it right for people to disagree with some of the stuff that we did? Absolutely. Um, if we had to travel through this again, would we do it differently? Or, or certain things differently? Probably. Mm. Um, but that, that's leadership. We don't, yeah. we don't know how the Lord's leading sometimes and we're we're seeking to discern his will by his spirit, through his word, through the advice of others. So I think there's, you know, the, so when you begin to pile up the character in the call and then verse 19, I'll save that one for Sunday. Um, it's, a, it's another aspect of leadership. But mm-hmm. when you begin to put all of that together, it's like, I, if, if those are the leaders, I'm okay to obey them. Mm. And then it causes those who are following the sheep to ask themselves questions, to say, mm-hmm. um, am I just ornery? Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why am I always, like, is it okay to disagree and yet still support? And mm-hmm. all of these questions then enter for, for, the, for the ones who are hearing. I think this is such a timely conversation. Like, as you mentioned, there's so many people that have had such bad experiences. Mm-hmm. with what was supposed to be godly leadership. Now, we are speaking of, you know, leadership within the context of the church. This isn't, are we are we talking about, like, in terms of government? Uh, I mean, that's maybe, like, another conversation as well, but um, this is within the context of, of a godly leader, what a godly leader should be. And yeah. like you said earlier, so, so often uh, we hear stories of where there's been abuse 
of that leadership, but that's not yeah. what this person is. Like I even think back to your mentioning in verse seven, um, as you carefully observe an outcome, their, the outcome of their lives and imitate their faith. There's like this understanding that they, these are faithful, yeah. godly, gracious, caring, shepherding leaders and individuals. They're not belligerent. They're mm-hmm. not bullies. Yeah. They're caring for the sheep yeah. gently. Yeah. Um, yeah there's so, a level because the God living out the gospel, there's, there's a level of integrity mm-hmm. and then there's a level of, um, you know, Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. Mm-hmm. He says the Gentiles lorded over you. Um, we're to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the whole, and it doesn't, serving is, doesn't mean you're not a leader. You still lead, uh, but you do it in a, in a, with a totally different heart. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, we, we come under the great shepherd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. What a, well, first of all, what an example. And then to your point, Tyler, in verse uh, 7, if, if, he's, if the great shepherd's working in our hearts, our natural response will be one of humility mm-hmm. and one of... We don't do it perfectly, um, and and we pray for one another, but boy, do we ever want to care for people well, yeah. um, and and love people well, and and uh, you know gently and and yet faithfully. Um, so, and I, I think that comes you know with uh, that's why Hebrews you know Hebrews chapters one through twelve prepare us for this statement. Again, you you have twelve mm-hmm. chapters of uh, you know people. Of, like pressing to like obey Jesus. Don't go back to the old covenant and yeah. obey all these food regulations. Obey Jesus. And we say, I'm there. I want to obey Jesus. I want to submit to him. And then you have under shepherds, leaders who seek to lead like Jesus. So it becomes um, uh, an opportunity to leaders to be influenced by Jesus, to serve like Jesus. Um, but we will struggle with it where Jesus didn't. But the intent is there. There's so many parallels, not identical, but the way Paul talks about marriage and how how a husband yeah. leads. I mean, he's he's leading by sacrificing his life and and by following the example of Christ and giving himself for the good of his yeah. bride and yeah. so many similar things yeah. that you're seeing lived out. That it's a it's not an it's not the same sort of onerous domineering Mm. type of thing that you get in other situations where if you're doing it like Christ does, it's, it's a joy. If we know him and we've seen him, well then we're willing to trust him. And like you say, and not that we're perfect in any means, but you know, even if we Mm -hmm. push a bit on the, the envelope and the politics things, if you had a politician that was working hard and you knew that they were doing what was good for the people and the benefit of the country and, mm-hmm. you know, overall, that sort of thing is much more winsome than one that you think, okay, they just in it for themselves or they just mm-hmm. in it for the, the power or whatever else. It's not for the good of the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's so true. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just love how he goes through what 
it seems to be so much theology mm-hmm. in the first 12 chapters. And then you get to chapter 13 and like throughout, throughout the whole time, the theology has been, been practical. We've been talking about that. Get to chapter 13. These final exhortations or considerations really are kind of a summary of, of the practicality of the things he's, he's been talking about bringing us back to the example of Christ throughout chapter 13, loving each other with brotherly love. Um, There's just so much to unpack here and the time that we've been able to spend. Has there been anything you think in chapter 13, David, that you're like, man, I wish I would have had a little bit more time on that. Oh, this, yeah, that's change that. But that question, because I, I'm trying to, I tried to wrap this up Um, after this Sunday. I'm I'm going to go away. It started, you know, for vacation. It it starts, it's the start of the summer. So Mm. I understand we did push it a little bit uh, in Hebrews 13. I mean, you but the one thing I will say about Hebrews 13 is what an incredible way to end a book. And it's a surprising way because, it, and, and I think it just shows the different, it, it shows um, how, uh, how in a sense different. And yet I, I know it's similar, but maybe the word's not different, but how different the application of the new covenant is. Yeah. So it, all the way through, we've been saying, no, don't go back. Don't go yes. back to the food regulation. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And so because the Old Testament pointed to Jesus, but now we live with Jesus in Jesus, um, this this chapter is a surprising chapter. So it's not like do not kill. And it doesn't discount any of that. Jesus spoke about that. New Testament speaks about like mm-hmm. an unrighteous anger, killing, all of that. He, he says like brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Like, like Hebrews 13, one would just blow us out of the water. Yeah. Like if we just, so Jesus is better. So love your brother, love mm-hmm. your sister. And, um, yeah. and then yeah. like, don't neglect to show hospitality. Mm-hmm. In other words, we'll neglect it. So don't, mm-hmm. or remember those in prison. Remember those who are mistreated. Focus mm-hmm. on your marriage. Uh, be content. Mm-hmm. Like those, mm-hmm. who does that? Like how, how does that, but that's new covenant application. We think, well, we don't do something on a day or we don't eat a certain mm-hmm. food or, you know, we go to church and all those Paul things and Philippians, you know, I'm a Hebrew yep. of the Hebrews and all that kind of, he says, it's all rubbish. Like if I'm not yes. brotherly love and hospitality. And so we get, um, you know, it's, and it really is in a sense. And that's, again, we talked about leaders, but that's really what leaders, like it's a selflessness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the great encouragement, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? And then he just talks about communal living. Like he goes to the church and he says, we need leaders. And one of the things we didn't talk about this past week was we, we, we should be praying for leaders in the church, um, that God would raise Mm -hmm. men to be preachers, uh, but not just men to be preachers. Um, but, but men who have a character of a shepherd, Mm. uh, and, um, not lording their position. Not, I mean, yeah, not lording their position. And uh, because we, the church needs godly leaders. And then uh, again, it may be the final thing and be interesting to hear what Byron's thoughts are on some of these final verses. But mm-hmm. um, he says, uh, at, he says, and um, he says, uh, do good um, and share. And you're like, <laughs> it's so, 
but isn't that that's such a like in other words if if you know christ this way you will just do good you will know what good is in those circumstances and the sometimes the problem is we just don't do good and then the other problem is we just reverse self we struggle with self selfishness so we don't share because we're not content uh and so you think okay somebody comes in for marriage counseling or you know single life and you know we talked about keeping the marriage bed pure whether married or single it's like do good Mm. (laughs) yeah it's but that that's that's how in a sense he he summarizes all of it it's like are you doing good in loving your wife right now or in loving your spouse or in loving others exactly and I, i think that i think he can write that yeah because there's 12 chapters of jesus yeah who does good so good and he shares yes like if if we think what impact what what do i know about jesus what do i know about the triune god he does good and man has he ever shared he shared his most precious the most precious gift that he could share Mm -hmm. his son and so uh we're to take on the like to be holy we're to take on the character of god or seek Mm. to have the example of god and say boy he was he was good He's good to me. If I, if I walk away from God in the sense of, you know, an experience with God, I, I'll walk away and say, you know, it's not always easy, but you know, in, in the big picture, he's good. And he shares. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So amazing. Any closing thoughts, Byron? Just how practical it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he says, don't go back. Yeah. You might be tempted because it would be easier. They'd, stop persecuting you type implication he says no remember those who are in prison yeah Yeah. remember those who are suffering share with those that don't have it and he says god is pleased with those sacrifices you know it's it's not the ones that are going on actually literally were going on at the time you could go to the temple and do a big sacrifice he says god's not there he's pleased when you share and, and you do yeah. good. And and to know that he's pleased. So just before we leave, yeah. I just want to thank those. I, I want to thank those who listen yeah. um, to this podcast. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a break this summer. But, um, you know, it just allows us to elaborate and maybe talk more informally about uh, where we are in our sermon series and just mm-hmm. share some of our, our extra thoughts. So mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing our ramblings. Yes. Or dad jokes sometimes, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, why don't I... Uh, we're just thankful. Yes, we are. Why, why don't I just close it by reading verses 20 and 21, which um, are really good final thoughts for us, which say in Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, equip you with everything good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.